Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. As we continue our discussion on self-mastery and moving into fifth dimensional energies and creations of new earth, we talk today about starseeds, the role of starseeds in this process, and attaining higher consciousness. My guest today is an author and spiritual coach and the founder of the Soul Matrix Healing System. Steve Noble joins us from the UK in this very special call. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Lauren. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very honored to be here. We are so honored to be here. I was naturally drawn to you by my guides as we were looking at our world and you gave a response uh, that really helped calm a lot of angst. And that's mm. really the, the role that you do. So I'm so pleased to have you here. One yeah. of the reasons that I was so attracted to you was your information about star seeds. And mm. we get that a lot. I would venture to say everyone listening to this program is a star seed because of mm. the topics that we cover, because of the mission in their hearts that is awakening and blooming to really step forward in a whole new way in these 5D energies and into their role and mission as a star seed. So let's start there. It begins with you. So would you consider yourself a star seed? And if so, how did that come into confirmation or awareness for you? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> to give some background, I um, was a director of a, a not-for-profit spiritual organization for 13 years. And in that time, we hosted um, authors on all kinds of subjects. And and I read all kinds of books. I was very interested in, in spiritual awakening and um, having been through my first one in 1991. And I came across um, this concept of star seeds and the concept of ascension uh, way before 2012. And to be honest, I wasn't sure about it. I kind of thought, well, I don't know. 
um, if any of this rings true for me, you know, I, I was more interested in, in the light, you know, in, in awakening and transforming my ego, so to speak, and living a good life and helping people. I wasn't sure about this term. And, um, then after I had, I went through a second really big awakening, which we maybe we'll cover, which really threw me into a very difficult place and then out the other side. And on the other side, I started, um, well, in that trans, in that transition, I disconnected from source, light, higher self. I was completely lost and realized I'd taken so much for granted this connection. On the other side, the connection came back even stronger and I had all these guides starting talking to me and they started talking to me about star seeds and ascension. And I was kind of, my mind was going, oh no, you know, I, 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 I was already enough out there for my friends or family, you know, my children were always kind of shocked about dad, you know, dad's still out there. And, and the guides were kind of saying, you have to sail even more out there. And um, they wanted me to talk about starseeds, and I, I didn't really know enough about it. So, I mean, I, I had to look around, and I really had to tune in and get some information from them. And I, they said, run an event on it. So I, I, I did run an event. I ran a, a talk and a workshop. And it, the people came flooding into this talk and, and workshop. And, uh, and the, the organizer in, in the UK, in London, said, these people really love it. We want you to do more of it. And I'm like, oh, goodness. All right. So I started doing more. And really, it was a sharp learning curve because I was really finding out really fast, well, what are these stars? It's who am I? What is my mission here? And the good thing is with any of this stuff is you only have to be a few steps ahead of the rest to really help people. I didn't have to, you know, know everything. But now, um, probably three or four years on from that transition, I've uh, been working a lot with, you know, events and workshops and one-to-one clients. I don't even bother checking now if clients are starseeds because I used to check all the time and it used to be always yes. And I realized that nobody would ever come to me or you really probably, as you say, that um, with the kind of material I'm talking about, if they weren't, um, I make a distinction between starseeds and earthseeds. Now, it's not to divide, and of course, some people might take this as a, as a division, you know, there's, the, there's us and them. It's not really like that because everyone on the planet is a kind of starseed because um, it's some part of the human history. There has been all kinds of interventions, you could say. So there's been star races intervening and helping and assisting, and in some cases not doing the opposite, you know. Um, and so most people or everyone on the planet has a kind of starseed origin, but most of the people on the planet, probably about 99% have fallen deeply asleep um, and have forgotten all about that. And they've been in this reincarnational cycle on this planet, which the effect of that is to put them in a very kind of tight glass bowl, you know. So um, it's like if you said to a goldfish, uh, you know, how are you doing in all this water? They will go, what water? You know, it's been, they've been swimming it for so long, they don't even know it's there. And a lot of our earth seeds have been so long in this kind of 3D matrix that they've forgotten their origins. They've forgotten the possibilities within them. And they've just been locked in these kind of systems of fear, control, separation, us, them, consciousness. But star seeds, they've come in more recently um, – and they've come in with a deeper connection to their kind of stellar origins, uh, deeper connection to the light within, the soul within. Um, they have slightly different genetics. They have a different kind of consciousness. They have a different kind of way of thinking and looking at the world. And if you put uh, a group of star seeds and a group of earth seeds in the room, very quickly they would polarize into, you know, one group probably talking about this is the way the world is and the other group going, no, this is the way the world could be. 
you know, we know this is the way it is, but actually it's crazy. The, the way the world is run now is crazy. Uh, John Lennon, who's one of the early star seeds, uh, in, in the sense of being born in the 1940s, I think he was 47. He actually said on TV, the world is run by insane people. And star seeds would have that kind of perspective when they start waking up. The world starts to look a bit insane. Now, um, what, what I've noticed is that, um, when star seeds really wake up, they kind of really get this idea of multidimensionality. They get that there are many, many different dimensions of existence. Whereas earth seeds go, well, this is life. You know, you're born, you die, rocks are hard, water's wet type of thing. But star seeds get, no, 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 this is just one place of many. It's not the only one. Star seeds get that they are, they are actually coming from a high frequency of light. They get these differences of frequency. They understand there's high frequency energies and low frequency energies where earth seeds kind of don't get that really. They kind of have a sense that their true nature is about love and unity consciousness. They, they feel different often. Um, they're often born in families that don't accept them, uh, don't understand. Starseeds, yes, sorry. Starseeds are born in families that do not understand them. Because if you think, well, I was born in 1957, uh, there were very few starseeds kind of around. They were coming, but there wasn't a lot around. So I come into a family that absolutely had no idea who I was. And starseeds tend to be treated as black sheep of the family purely because they're different. And families kind of know intuitively they're different. So a lot of starseeds have a tough time in their families. It's not so true nowadays because starseeds are being born to other starseeds. You know, that's happening. Um, they have a, they have a sense of this 3D matrix. So, you know, a lot of starseeds are obsessed with the film The Matrix. You know, love those kind of films because there's a, some deeper truth in it. Not that there are alien, machines guarding the ex exits but the kind of idea that there's it's kind of a controlled manipulated reality which is it, it is that way uh, star seeds get that they're here for a reason or a mission they don't know what it is they forget it um, purely because when we come into this 3d world although it's ascending it's still very much got elements of 3d we forget you know the birth canal is not a place where we pop out usually going i remember my past lives we forget them and then we have a vague most of the people i talk to have this kind of vague sense of something important but they don't know what it is that's kind of very common until they really get on track um star seeds have a sense when they wake up that they're much more resourceful than maybe previously they would have thought they were um, they have a sense that the world, they kind of get the world is going through a huge, huge transition of consciousness. Whereas earth seeds look around and they look at the news and going, well, nothing's changing, you know, you know, new leaders come in, but nothing's really fundamentally changing. Whereas star seeds get the world is going through a huge transition. So yes, I would say I am a star seed and, um, a common question I get is, well, where are you from? And the answer to that is that most star seeds are come from a, diff a number of different places. So that kind of question is probably worth putting to one side. It's not really that important. Eventually, you will find out the kind of places where you very strongly resonate with. Um, and I'm still in the process of discovering, you know, the places I resonate with. And there's three or four I resonate very strongly with and others I resonate less strongly with. So it's like, you know, um, someone who travels through different countries. You may have visited um, Egypt many times and you feel very familiar with Egypt you may have visited Morocco a couple of times you feel less familiar but you're connected so star seeds are like that they've been they've been around the block you can say so I don't know if that answered the question <laughs> yes it does and I'd like to talk a little bit more about it it's interesting because when you say that 
when you resonate with places, yes, there is this knowingness. I know Hawaii is in the hearts of so many and these mm-hmm. beautiful places. And some may never have even been to that location, except in maybe an astral level or a deep visualization, meditative level, and they still feel it and love it and feel a part of it. So uh, my point that I wanted to make here is that you mentioned also resonating less strongly, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are some places on our planet that I just have no desire to go to. What we've learned is that even those places have a history with us. Maybe there's a past life where we were in that place and it just, we didn't enjoy it. So that's to be embraced as well. Yeah. Well, I, I know from, you know, I've been doing the spiritual practice stuff for 25 years plus. So I've dived into past lives a lot and I, I know I have a very strong resonance with India and a very strong resonance with Egypt, for example. But I have no interest in visiting either of those countries. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. One, because the culture shifted and it's not the country that I I would have remembered back, you know, Egypt now is not Egypt back in, you know, um, 500 BC, for example. It's very, very different. India is the same. And I have a feeling with India, for example, that um, when I trace my own history, I've got a feeling that I had some difficult lifetimes in India because it can be a difficult country. You haven't got money. You know, you're, you're at the bottom of the ladder. And I feel that I had some connection with the British Raj and I somehow idealized them. And that kind of led me to, you know what, my next lifetime, let's go there. And here I am in Britain. Of course, it's no longer the British Raj, but there's stuff about Britain I absolutely love. And of course, there's stuff which is challenging. But if you're if you're in some other culture looking at this kind of empire with the Queen Victoria and all this amazing stuff, you know, I think somewhere along the line I had that and I still got it in me. I still kind of resonate with kind of British values. But, you know, Britain's very different from the British Raj now, of course. Very interesting. And so travel and going to sacred sites. I just mm. want to mention Angkor Wat that mm. had a deep awakening that is very Lemurian as mm. well. And then, of mm. course, China. I have no desire to go there. And my husband speaks fluent Chinese. Oh, right. Wow. He loves it. So it's just very interesting. And I know he and I both have had past lives in China. So yeah. it's all very interesting. Okay. So that's past lives here on Earth. I just want to clarify here on star seeds. So really, when you're speaking about Earth seeds and star seeds, there is no competition. It's really mm-hmm. where the soul chooses to incarnate in physical form. Are you saying that star seeds are, of course, lived in past lives on other star systems, many different star systems even. We were called mm. to Earth after World War II. And Earth seeds, because they are really here, they, they're not aware, uh, maybe it's younger souls that mm. are just coming in and Earth is the place of their first incarnation? Yeah, I, I'm looking at it from a multi dimensional point of view i think there's parts of the soul exploring 3d which is very you know um it's like tough lessons hard lessons you know you can learn about courage by going into a battle for example but that's a very hard way of learning about courage you know where your people are being slaughtered around you you can learn it in much more interesting ways or easy ways so there are parts of us in 4d 5d 6d 7d that so the soul is exploring all these different dimensions now people 
who are earth seeds are really exploring 3D dimensional consciousness. They're exploring what it is like to be controlled, manipulated, held, blocked, you know, uh, separated, put into class systems, put into the us and them, put into the 1% versus the 99, all, all of that, you know. And it's not that they're just the part of the soul exploring 3D. And um, <clears throat> where I'm at, I'm the part of the soul that's exploring shifting out of 3D. Um, you know, there, there's parts of my soul group, I'm sure, still who who haven't finished with 3D because 3D offers some very valuable lessons around. Um, it's part of the whole spectrum of growth. Um, from what I understand, without 3D, we wouldn't really be able to really fully appreciate the higher dimensions because 3D is like. Um, and I think I heard J.K. Rowling, you know, the, the woman who wrote Harry Potter. She she said this brilliant quote. She says, um Something, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something about the, the power of exploring rock bottom, how powerful it was to have hit rock bottom and how, what it did for her in her life. And that's three, 3D is rock can, there are all kinds of sub dimensions of 3D. You know, you can be in 3D and have a really nice life in Florida, you know, on the beach, or you can be in 3D having a really horrendous life being imprisoned or captured by ISIS, for example. You know, there's, there's very, all kinds of experiences in 3D. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a valid experience. And a lot of the earth seeds, I think, on this planet may well continue their exploration in other dimensions of 3D. You know, as this planet shifts out of 3D, a lot of souls going, you know what? We're not finished with this lesson. So it's like, you know, if, if someone's in primary school or whatever you call, what, I'm not sure what you call it in America, but you know, and the first school and you say right, elementary school and you say, right, we're just pulling you up now to high school. They'll go, no, 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 we haven't finished what we need to learn here. And so it's very valid for a lot of people to continue where they're going until they're ready. So, um, yeah, I don't know if, is that, is that answer? And yeah, and star seeds have had all kinds, I know I've had many lifetimes in other star systems. Some of them, it's not that other star systems are all love and light. There are some very challenging star systems. Some of them have explored 3D in even more deeper ways than this earth. You know, um, Orion comes uh, to mind, for example. Orion is the archetypal Star Wars. You know, it's almost like Orion was channeled by the creator of Star Wars. And even Star Wars doesn't give it justice. It was much worse than that from what I can understand. And I've personally had to clear a lot of stuff around Orion. And there's a lot of star seeds on the planet now that still have difficult karma with other star systems. You know, not all star systems are love and light. There are some very challenging star races out there. Uh, some of them are on the Earth now. Oh, yes. We are well aware of that, aren't yeah. we? Yes. Well, again, this is why it's important to meet everyone where they are at in their spiritual evolution and not try to force anything. I love that we are starseeds moving into 5D. That is our role. We can see that as our mission. And that really means to help everyone. I just want to share a quick comment about Orion beings. I have a very dear friend who understands and realizes that she is from Orion and mm. she is here bringing peace through the legal system and she works in the Las Vegas Police Department as an mm. attorney. That is like a 3D experience, but she sees her role in that, in holding mm. great space and helping to shift attitudes. Uh, right. And so she's really in the trenches there. And this yeah. just reminds me that Earth is the toughest school in our universe. 
Absolutely mm. it is in the 3D mm. experience. It may not seem from a 3D perspective, this doesn't make sense to say that it's so beautiful that we were allowed to be able to come in to learn these experiences because it mm. is quite a hard school. But mm. that is the role of star seeds to assist others to awaken. And that really is your mission as you heard mm. your guides clearly on their call to awaken star seeds. So let's go back Mm. to you for a moment and talk about what J.K. Rowling said was rock bottom. You had your Mm. own dark night of the soul. I find this interesting that it was in 2010, and -hmm. this was when many people were experiencing a great awakening in their own experiences ahead of 2012. So it's been happening and it still is happening. You fit the bill for many who had experiences at that time. Yeah, I think the lead up to 2012 became difficult for a lot of starseeds because they were feeling this trigger point. And and again, I didn't believe in the trigger point. I heard a lot about 2012. I thought, well, I don't know if it's true. But the, the closer I got to it, the more my life started to shake. I was on shaking ground and everything started shaking. Um, I, I had a in in there's a lot of build up to it, a lot of tension. I had some injuries and I stuff didn't feel like it was working very well. And then I had this I'd been training in Tantra for many years and I did this Tantra exercise with someone and that exercise um actually blew up my energy field and I was I, I remember feeling my hands shaking and, and feeling all these explosions going on in my body and wondering, what is this? What's this? I've never had this before. I'd done this exercise many times. It was a kind of uh, breathing meditation, hearts, cycling of breath through the chakra system. And that um, those kind of tremors in my body started getting stronger and stronger. And it threw me into this very difficult um, uh, phase of my life where everything started changing. Um, my I resigned from um, being a director of, of alternatives, which put on all these spiritual events. My my partner, which I thought was my sole partner, me, we separated. We put our house in the market. So all the anchors of my old self were starting to dissolve. And at the same time, this experience was going on inside my body, where, which also disconnected me from my intuition, from my ongoing connection with my higher self. I had a really good connection with guides and higher self. I took it so much for granted. And that connection cut off in that period when all this shaking was going on. And uh, I was left in a period of, uh, of change in my life with no inner compass to guide me, which was very difficult. And there was a period of time in that period where the energy got so intense in my body, I started blowing up electrics, uh, internet, <clears throat> crystals. Um, I, I took my son to see um, a film in the, one of the largest modern cinemas in London and in Britain, actually, and the projector blew up and they had to refund all the tickets. And this kept on going on and on for, for about nearly two weeks. It's 10 days to two weeks, I think it went on. And I eventually started saying to my colleagues when things blew up, lamps and Internet, I said, I think it's me. And they looked at me in disbelief. You know, nobody would believe me. And I had a friend who was a, a healer put her hand on the back of my heart. So I'll give you some healing. And her ring was this crystal ring exploded. Um, and, and I just said, I'm very sorry about your ring, you know. And this went on, and then it stopped going and it started to integrate. But this, this process went on for about four and a half to five years of this dark night. I couldn't meditate, I couldn't connect, I was, felt I was being hounded by nightmares and, um, 
it was a really difficult time and I didn't think I would survive it. I remember standing on the River Thames on two occasions looking down thinking the psychic pain was so strong in my body and I felt so lost that I thought I should just jump in. Obviously, I didn't didn't do that. Um, and then very uh, – I, I kept a diary and then I turned that into a book. The, the, writing the story kept me going. It was my one anchor. If I write about my experiences and meet other people going through these kind of experiences, maybe I could help someone. So that book became something called – uh, personal transitions, which you can get on Amazon if you want, um, with my name. And um, that was my kind of account of those five. It took me f- nearly five years to write because the process took nearly five years. And But eventually I came out and um, the dawn, you know, it's like the dawn started to break. I could feel this dawn breaking. I could feel light returning to my body. And, it, and that probably took several months. And then it all kicked off again. The connection, I was feeling stronger. And then I got getting these messages of star seeds and you've got to do this stuff on Ascension. And I, I resisted it for a little while. And then I thought, there's no point really resisting. I've just been through this horrendous transition. And if I resist it even more, who knows what's going to happen? So I thought, let's surrender to it. Let me do it. And that's been my journey for the last, um, well, came out really properly 2015 at the beginning. So it's only been a few years, really, of really getting on the track. And since then, everything's exploded. You know, uh, YouTube channels gone crazy. People are just emailing me all the time um, with messages and, and clients. You know, I'm, I'm having to not turn them away, but I'm having to schedule them weeks ahead because uh, I can't cope. So at the beginning, there was nobody really knocking on my door. Now everyone wants to knock on my door. So it's, uh, it's lovely, really. And I'm, I'm, the point of it being service, but uh, I've also got to be mindful not to um, wear myself out with the service. Exactly. I love how you wrote about your experience because you did it to help others. And then mm-hmm. it did get out there and it does help others. It really is beautiful. And so you've also got teachings of the work that you've done within yourself and the messages that you've downloaded from your guides. What is the message then for star seeds? It's, it's really to help them remember. And so then this becomes almost like energy work that we must do. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are contacting me because they have this sense of urgency around waking up or getting on track. And um, a lot of people are already on track. But I think what I felt some years back was um, 2017, 2018 are going to be critical years for the whole transition period. A lot of star seeds are really being pushed to wake up this year and next year. Um, so I'm getting a lot of people are kind of contact me going, I don't know what, I've just got this sense of urgency in me. So we have to go explore what is that urgency and let's find out what it's about. Um, so as starseeds wake up, they're really the pioneering group, the kind of map makers for the rest of the, of the world because you don't need everyone to wake up. You only need a small group to, to wake up enough. And I've heard different channels talking about different numbers. But once a certain number of people wake up, the whole planet starts shifting. Um, and also, since 2012, a greater number of star seeds are being born here. Uh, I understand it might even be as high as 40% uh, of children being born are star seeds. Now, you might think, well, why isn't it 100%? But what I understand is if it was 100%, the Earth would shift too quick. In one generation, the shift would be too quick. So the actual shift to 5D is probably going to take another 70 years or so. Um, after the year 2030 or 32, that the it probably be about 60, 65% of stars is coming in there. So there is a kind of plan 
to shift the consciousness. And as some of the souls who really are very focused and fixated on 3D pass over, you know, they'll be replaced more and more by starseeds. So if you look at the leadership of the planet, you can see the leadership of the planet is not starseeds. It's very 3D and not even very enlightened 3D for the most part. You know, you've got very unenlightened leadership. And I guess you'd know across the pond, you know, what I'm talking about. But also over here, we have we don't have very enlightened leadership that actually think globally. It's all about interest and corporate and money and, you know, destroy the planet for short term gains. This is this is insane anyway. So. Starseeds are here to wake up. They're here to lead the way. They're here to shift the whole consciousness. They're here to anchor two grids in particular on the planet. And one of these is the grid within the Earth. There's a new grid in the Earth called the 5D crystalline grid. And this grid is really where Gaia itself is shifting and ascending. This is what people talk about. The planet is ascending. Gaia has got this new grid. So there's two grids in the Earth at the moment. The old Earth grid, which contains all the karmic stuff of thousands of years, and the new Earth grid, which is where we're heading for. And most star seeds I meet and have sessions with are still connected to both of these um, energies. And really, I want to encourage people listening to this to just in meditation, just ask your inner self, please disconnect me from the old Earth grid, the old 3D karmic grid, from my feet, base, sacral, solar plexus and heart chakras, release any cords to that old Earth grid and connect me only to the 5D grid. I mean, I've got a lot of transmissions on my YouTube channel which will help people in this, but it's a good thing to, we need to step off the old grid now, the old 3D grid, because that's what, if people are having this, they'll tend to feel they have a foot in both worlds. There's the world of spiritual love light and there's they're back in the rat race, the corporate world. So really energetically to shift, it's important to step fully on the 5D grid now. Starseed should not be having any any connection to the old 3D matrix in the Earth. The other grid is the ascension grid, which comes through the stargate of the sun and it originates from the central sun. So this is really pulsing light. Um, this is kind of the mass awakening of Christ consciousness. So there's one grid from the earth coming up and another grid coming down from the sun enveloping the planet. So really energetically it's important to align with these two grids because this creates a new circuit in the body which I call the, the solar Gaia circuit. This is the only circuit we should trust, the earth, crystalline core of the earth crystalline core of the sun these new energies coming through even the intention alone will help realign people's energy field it's very important um so how's that to begin <laughs> i'm not sure if i've answered the question oh you have absolutely we can feel into what you said there about the new earth 5d crystalline grid that is emerging and that is also within our bodies as well yeah because we are well, of earth we are of Earth. So by connecting to these grids, we start immersing our energy fields in these two grids, yes. and it helps our energy field shift. Um, star seeds are not here just to – the awakening is not just, you know, the, the, the soul says wake up. We have to align with these grids because these grids are helping the mass of the planet, and they'll help shift our DNA and activate our DNA. So we're not here – we're not like avatars going, I'm going to save the planet on my own. You know, we are yes. here to anchor these grids. 
and work collectively. We're not here to be a spiritual teacher saving the masses. We're here to work together. That is a spiritual maturity, actually mm. one that I witnessed in my own life, and I made a shift out of having to save the planet from itself or humanity yeah. from itself into simply showing, living the power of love, showing, expressing the power of love. And that's what yeah. all star seeds are here to do from these other places in our universe where we each deeply know deep within ourselves of a new way of a better way of existing. And that's why we all incarnated here. Wouldn't you say even when you were a child, you looked around and said, oh, that's not right. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a child, I didn't have any language for any of this. But what I did find was um, I used to read superhero comics and I used to read these going, yes, <laughs> I recognize that there's these powers or these things that people wake up to. You know, I, America's great for superhero comics. You know, like I loved Green Lantern and I loved, um, you know, Superman and all, you know, Superman comes from another planet, wakes up and, and starts helping humanity, this kind of thing. It's almost like they're these channeled messages. And then I, as an adolescent, I, um, well, I, there was Doctor Who in England. I think you get it in America. I love Doctor Who, this kind of inter, interdimensional space traveler. And then Star Trek, which most, you know, I love Star Trek. And um, Gene Rodenberry, who, who created Star Trek, used to go and sit with the, the Seth material, you know, um, Jane Roberts, the mm -hmm. channel of Seth. He attended some of those classes. So and that woke him up to this whole possibility. So there was this kind of messages coming through, even in those programs. So, yeah, there's no there was no language when I was young for any of this, because when I looked around, it was like yoga or the occult. You know, there was nothing else really going on. But um, or there was a bit of Osho, I think, going on. Mm. But now the language is, you know, everywhere. If people are looking for it, they'll find it. Yes, uh, we've had reports of many people spontaneously beginning to write or paint or speak or sing light language. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't do it myself. I think my brain does it the old-fashioned way. I hear the communication and I take my own time to kind of translate it and then I get it, you know. I, but a lot of people, I think, can get it more instantly by doing light language. It's not something that I've actually done yet. Very interesting. So share with us about your guides and when you began to follow the instruction. And your guides are higher aspects of yourself, too, on a quantum level. Uh, yeah. Share with us how you began to work with this information that was coming through you, trusting it, allowing it. It's almost as if you surrendered to it. Yeah. Well, I started, um, I used to run writing retreats. Um, I, one of the things I, I used to go to Greece, yeah, and I, Ireland, Greece, and these kind of places. So I, I did writing retreats for mostly spiritual people. This was my early kind of thing. And then while I was in these places, I used to get these, these, these kind of energetic downloads. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Um, I was on on the coast of Greece and I, I went and sat in this very old Greek church, very small, very, you know, enough for about 20 people could sit in there with these old orthodox icons around the candles. You know, it's a very old. Church. I don't know how old it was, but right on the edge of the sea. And while I was in there, I got contacted by someone and I just felt this pressure on my head. 
And then I just thought, well, I'll open to it. And then this download came, which was um, a transmission that was called the uh, Earth Star Goddess transmission. It was like the, the energy of the goddess was transmitting to me in this little t- in this little church. It was quite strange. And it took me about a, a day or two to really translate the energy that was coming through. And then I got it and I wrote it all down and I recorded it. And I put it up and people liked it. And I was like, okay. And and when I went to Shasta, I just sat on the mountain and I got um, a transmission from the mountain, you know, the Mount Shasta transmission. And I I went to Glastonbury and I've got three or four transmissions from Glastonbury. And then and then these energies were a bit impatient. They said, we're not waiting for you to travel to these places. We're going to give it to you now in your room, you know. So I started getting it uh, much more (laughs) urgently. And I think on my YouTube, there's 70 or more of these kind of transmissions. And people are now emailing me with requests saying, can you ask your guides to transmit this? And I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. They they kind of tell me and I, I kind of negotiate with them, you know, a little bit because uh, if I don't understand a transmission, I have to go. Th- I have to do it, go through it myself until I get it. And then I say, OK, I'm ready to, to do it. And because I, I don't want to just free, I'm not really willing to, this is not my arrangement with the guides, I'll just download and channel it and it goes out because I want to know what it's for, how it's structured and what, you know, what people are going to get from it. What am I going to get from it? And then I feel, okay, I'll put it out there. And they seem to be okay with that. And sometimes there's a little bit of, you know, some transmissions I've sat with for months until I really get it. There's one I'm doing right now called um, Bloodline Clearing Transmission which um, it's taken a few months. It's almost ready. And I have it's almost like there's little bits missing and I have to wait for them to give me the bits and then it's ready. So um, they kind of contact me, but I do kind of ask them sometimes for different things. But mostly they tell me what to do. And I just now I just surrender and do it mostly, you know, surrender and do it. OK, it's, it's as if you are bringing forward the information, you're channeling it, but you're also using the higher mind to assist in helping you understand it and receive it even better. Yeah, because I want it to be really, I want it to be something that I really get a lot of benefit from, because if I get benefit from it, I'll, I'll think, well, a lot of other people get benefit from it. So that's my agreement with them. They seem really happy with that, and I think they want me to work cooperatively with them rather than they just tell me what to do and I do it without question. I, I don't kind of do that. I'm a bit more Virgoian in my my astrology has a bit more Virgo in me too. I want to know the structure of it before I just allow the content to flow through. Beautiful. We are going to play uh, some transmissions of yours. One that you have is the ultraviolet fire, and that is such a, an essential tool in our times. I find myself uh, using the violet flame. This is the ultraviolet fire. Um, yeah. It's a great tool to disconnect us from the 3D old earth matrix. So now let's enjoy this transmission. Welcome to this ultraviolet angelic light transmission. So, getting comfortable. And breathe. And with your breath, 
feel the natural rhythm of the universe around you. With your breath, feel the rhythm of the universe around you and your connection to the great web of life. Through this great web of life, you are connected to everything, the earth, the stars, the sun, the kingdoms of nature, the human communities around you. With your breath, on the in-breath, breathe in light from the universe around you, 360 degrees, breathing light into your energy field. On the out-breath, release. Release anything that doesn't serve you back to the universal grid. Releasing other people's energy. Releasing any energy from any system you've been involved with. Education system. Any work systems. Any government systems. Release. Allowing your energy field to feel lighter as you release other people's energy or other systems' energy. Giving permission to release on the out-breath, feeling lighter. On the in-breath, bringing more of your own soul light into the body. More of your own soul light into the body. And set the intention in this transmission to release everything that doesn't serve you. Everything. To seal and protect your energy space, your body, your energy fields and the physical space around you. We'll be calling on the angels and guides to help you do this. Breathe and feel your oneness with life, oneness with the universe, oneness with the higher power within you and around you. The higher power that moves through all the kingdoms of nature, through the earth, through the sun and stars. You are one with this power. And the universe has many different levels of life, different frequencies of life, some very high and some very low. And this 3D earth plane is subject to both high and low frequencies of life and consciousness. And as we ascend, we seek to release the lower and embrace the higher. So getting comfortable breathing, and I call your higher self to be with you, I call your higher self to be with you, the higher light around you, the higher light within you, the higher intelligence, the higher guiding force guiding you through this 3D to 4D earth plane 
as it ascends into higher frequencies of light. And I ask for your higher self to be raised in frequency to the highest level of light and divine expression possible. I ask your monadic self, your spiritual self, to help raise the frequency of your higher self to the highest level of light and the highest level of divine expression possible at this time. And I call to you all guides, angelic teams, star teams, medical assistance team, all beings in the spirit worlds walking with you now, helping you now. I ask to raise the frequency of all these committees and teams to the highest level of light and divine expression possible for now. as always in the east we call the great archangel Raphael, the symbol of Raphael, a caduceus, a crystal wand surrounded by golden snakes and golden wings and this symbol is embraced by emerald green fire. As you focus on the symbol you call Raphael to you. Healer, magician, angel, come be with us. And in the south, Michael, Archangel Michael. And the symbol of Michael is the sword surrounded by electric blue fire. As you focus on the symbol, you call the angel to you. to Michael welcome and as you feel this angel's energy with you take the symbol of the sword and place it in front of your heart chakra blazing with electric blue light take this symbol of the sword and place it behind your heart chakra blazing with electric blue fire clearing and cleansing your energy field protecting you front and back from lower frequency energies Feel your energy field being lifted, shifted, cleansed, cleared, protected, sealed and protected front and back. Take that sword and place it by your left shoulder, protecting the left side of your energy field. And the right shoulder protecting the right side of your energy field. Place the sword above you, above your head and below your feet. And place the symbol also in your heart. sword with electric blue fire clearing and cleansing all the directions of your energy field inner and outer and I call upon Archangel Gabriel of the West 
guarding the western side of your energy field. And the symbol of Gabriel is the chalice, silver chalice, surrounded by diamond white fire. As you focus on the symbol, you call the angel to you. And as you do this, I call for a waterfall of diamond white fire through your energy field. Imagine diamond white fire pouring down now through the bones of your body, clearing and cleansing the bones, the blood of your body, the cells and organs of your body, waterfall of diamond white fire. And we welcome this angel, messenger angel, welcome. And turning to the north, Archangel Uriel. Symbol of Uriel is a five-pointed gold star surrounded by ruby red fire. As you focus on the symbol, you call the angel to you. Welcoming Uriel to your energy field. Four angels of light around you. Raphael in the east, Michael in the south, Gabriel in the west, Uriel in the north. I call to Archangel Metatron in the above space, above space, holding the Christ grid. A golden white fiery grid from the central sun coming to this planet through the stargate of our sun. And the symbol of Metatron is an infinity sign, a gold infinity sign. As you focus on the symbol, you call the angel to you. And just allow Metatron to bring the Christ grid down into the room, a golden white fire. Hovering above your head some distance now. And allowing that fire to come down in the room, cleansing the walls of the room, the ceiling and the floor, sealing the room in a golden fire. And just coming down, sweeping down through your energy field now, Christ grid through the head space, clearing and cleansing the head, all the energy centers therein. Clearing and cleansing down the chest to the heart, to the heart. And imagine anchoring this Christ grid in the heart of your body. Golden white fire, the upper half of the body from the heart upwards, clearing and cleansing, aligning shifting and as this is happening we call to the energy below Archangel Sandophon of the earth grid the crystalline earth grid 5d grid of the earth the symbol of Sandophon is the rose as you focus on the symbol you call the angel to you
and with the angel comes the earth grid crystalline earth grid coming up to the feet that open chakras in the feet open allowing the silver white fire into the room now around the feet within the feet and moving up the body up the legs and moving within the body and around the body silver white fire and beginning to move up through the body clearing and cleansing the lower body the belly area all the way up coming all the way up through the body to the heart clearing and cleansing all the lower body anchoring your lower body to the earth grid the crystalline earth grid and I ask to dissolve any cords to the old earth grid bringing more of the crystalline earth light into your body releasing the old karmic grid of the earth and anchoring both the earth grid and the Christ grid in the heart and as this happens imagine your heart can begin to expand like a great star of light beginning to expand like a great star of light expanding through all levels expanding through all levels all layers of your being all layers of your light body waves of starlight from the heart through all levels of your body all layers of your being all layers of the light body clearing and cleansing your field with the light of love and as this is happening I'm going to call another set of angels to work with you now and these angels have been available on the earth plane for a few years they come with an intense cleansing energy an intense protection energy and this group of angels are the ultraviolet angelic light protection of an intense fiery violet light and I ask them to place a sphere of ultraviolet light around your energy field that begins to merge with the starlight from your heart chakra a sphere of light clearing and cleansing all layers of your light body into infinity and as you stand in the sphere of ultraviolet fire feeling the angels around you that fire begins to intensify now intensify and clearing the space you're in clearing the room and sealing your energy field with ultraviolet fire sealing any holes or tears in the energy field sealing with light and I ask this fire to clear, close and block with light and fire any openings you find please clear and remove all programs, reasons or causes for any openings to have been created at any depth, at any levels in your energy field clear, close, seal with light any openings, back accesses to your energy field on the earth plane clear, seal, clear, remove any interferences in your energy field 
causing any openings. Fill with light and love and fill with light all toxic streams contributing to any openings. Neutralize them so they're no longer harmful to any human being. Seal your energy field with ultraviolet fire, ultraviolet love, light spirit. Clear, close, cleanse with light any openings, tunnels, vortexes, interdimensional bleed-throughs that are not for your highest good. Clear any reasons, causes, programs, vows, agreements that cause any openings in your energy field to be there in the first place or anything that might recreate them. And while this is happening, I ask your guides and higher self to rebalance your energy field, rebalancing your energy field, having sealed your energy field in light, rebalance the meridians, the chakras in your energy field, feeling an adjustment now in your energy field. And I call upon the ultraviolet angels to begin to clear and cleanse any lower energies in your energy field, any elemental energies, any lower astral beings, clearing and cleansing, releasing anything in your energy field that shouldn't be there. Clear and seal with ultraviolet fire your energy field. Allowing that fire now to enter your physical body. And it asks this ultraviolet fire to begin to clear the bones of your body. Bones. All the bones of the body clearing any lower frequency energies in the bones with ultraviolet fire. And particularly the joints of the body. Any joints in the head, jaw, the neck, the spine. Shoulders, elbows, wrists, hands, pelvic area, knees, ankles, feet, releasing any energy in the joints of the body, ultraviolet fire, clearing and cleansing. Ask this fire to cleanse the blood in your body, the blood of any lower frequency energies, any interference in the blood. Clear all the blood producing parts of the body. Clearing all organs of the body. Clearing all systems of the body. Digestive system, immune system, nervous system, clearing and cleansing. Clearing and cleansing the DNA and RNA, chromosomes, deep within the body. Clearing every layer of your physical body. 
all the tissue of the body ultraviolet fire cleanse a deep cleanse as you stand in this fire burning through you and I ask this fire to move to the chakras of the body clearing and cleansing the chakras from head to base all the chakras in the body major and minor and I ask this ultraviolet fire to dissolve from the chakra system any cords, threads, ribbons to any being or group blocking you in this lifetime from knowing your light or following your true soul mission giving permission to dissolve all cords, threads, ribbons of light connecting you to any being or any group blocking you from knowing your true light or following your true mission this lifetime just allow this ultraviolet fire to dissolve any cords just give permission this fire can dissolve many cords at once and if there are any agreements or contracts keeping any cords in place just allow the fire to burn through those agreements and release them from your Akashic record and while this is happening I ask to dissolve any cords, threads of light ribbons of light to any past lovers anyone you've still got sexual energy with releasing, cleansing, clearing out any sexual energy in your body from other people and along with sexual energy often comes emotional energy and mental energy clearing all of it out from your body particularly the lower part of your body and also the heart clearing and cleansing any sexual energy and clearing and cleansing any consent you've given anyone whether unconsciously that they can access your energy field in any way, shape or form clear, cleanse, neutralize, dissolve dissolving any cords you may have with any systems such as education system or any work system that groups can cord into your energy field any government systems just dissolving uplifting giving permission now to dissolve any cords threads to any system dissolving, cleansing and clearing again with any contracts or agreements that give any groups permission or any system permission to access your energy field and again dissolving any cords, threads, connections to any family member with ultraviolet fire retaining the love but dissolving any negative threads between you and anywhere you've given consent for anyone to access your energy field whether consciously or unconsciously dissolve and renounce that permission now and while this is happening we ask the angels to dissolve any cords or threads to any past life 
experiences that are now ready to be released, any past life or other lifetime experiences now ready to be released, to dissolve, retaining the learning, the lesson, releasing the program, releasing the energy. And if there are any cords or threads to any past life or other lifetime, magical ritual, black magic or otherwise, blocking you from knowing your own true light and your own true path in this lifetime, give permission to dissolve all cords or threads in your energy field to any ritual magic, sex magic in any other lifetime. Allowing any group or being to access your energy field. Renounce any agreement, any consent for this to happen. And seeing ultraviolet fire burning through all these connections, releasing you, uplifting you, cleansing you. And while this is happening, we ask to dissolve any agreements with negative alien groups any cords, threads, connections, agreements with any negative alien groups affecting you in any way now, dissolve. And dissolve any agreements or consent, whether conscious or unconscious, for this connection to be happening. Dissolve. And while this is happening, we ask to dissolve any cords connecting you to the bloodline, any ancestors or any programs through the bloodline, whether mother or father line, that's ready to be released now. Release and dissolve in ultraviolet fire. Allowing in the gifts and allowing in any soul essence that cannot be cleared or neutralized at this time. Dissolving everything else. Imagine sending a wave of ultraviolet fire down the timeline into the future, clearing and cleansing your future timeline, opening the way, clearing the way of any lower energies blocking you on your timeline as you walk through this dimension of the earth plane. Clear and cleanse with ultraviolet fire. And breathe, breathe. Notice how you feel in your body, having cleansed every layer of your being, layers of your timeline, forward and back, clearing your physical body. Finally, in this transmission, we want to send ultraviolet fire to all the equipment, mobile phones, computers, electrical systems, TVs, cables. Imagine sending ultraviolet light to all the equipment around you in the vicinity, mobile phones, computers, electrical systems, TV, cables, clearing and cleansing, and maybe placing filters over any cables, preventing any lower frequency energies from entering. And you can expand this light out. Imagine sending ultraviolet fire to your workspace clearing and cleansing all equipment, phones, computers, electrical systems, cabling. 
and while this is happening, imagine you can send ultraviolet fire to all your social media platforms. Your social media platforms are connected to your energy field and lower frequencies can access you through social media platforms. We want to seal these platforms with ultraviolet fire, sealing any openings, clearing, protecting, cleansing the space. certainly putting a shield of ultraviolet fire between you and these platforms so nothing can pass into your energy field. And while this is happening, imagine that you can send an ultraviolet fire through all of your virtual bank accounts. And most bank accounts these days are virtual in some computer system. Clear and cleanse every single bank account. Seeing them as sealed containers, sealing any holes, closing any portals, anywhere where energy can be siphoned out, closing, cleansing the space, cleansing the space, sealing, protecting. And if you wish, you can ask for a symbol of protection from your higher self to place at all the sides of your virtual bank account. preventing any lower frequencies from entering these spaces. allowing the intensity of this light just to begin to diminish slightly. Also in your energy field, all layers of your body, timelines, just begin to diminish. And as it's diminishing, I call a gentle gold light just to wash through your energy field, the room, to wash through the timeline forward and back. A gentle gold light, gentle just soothing the energy. And sending this light through any equipment, phones, computers, electrical systems, cabling, TVs. and sending a gold light into social media platforms, a gentle gold light, uplifting the energy. And really with the social media platforms, with this gold light sealing also these chambers of these platforms, setting an intention for the kind of people and the kind of interactions you want through your social media platforms. Attracting people perhaps more resonant with your soul's light, your soul's journey.
doing the same for your bank account, uplifting, shifting, and perhaps even expanding the bank account, making the space bigger, enabling it to hold more light, more frequency of light, a higher frequency of light. Just finally bringing your attention back to your body, your energy field. And just really grounding on the earth plane. Allowing this gold light to wash through you, grounding you on the earth plane, bringing you back to your body, back to your breath of bone and blood. and ask your higher self and guides to align all of your layers of your energy field to your physical body to ground you more into the crystalline grid to release any cords to the old grid to make sure your energy field is clear from any intrusions or cords from any other being or group Also send that gentle gold light right into the heart of your body, the bones, the blood. All the systems of your body. The DNA of your body. And it asks your higher self and guides to balance and integrate all these new energies coming in, their effects and their highest good, aligning all of your energy bodies, chakras, meridians, nadis, cells, DNA, subatomics and the light body to all new frequencies of light. I ask to raise the frequency of your nervous system, hormonal system to accommodate all new frequencies coming in. and to integrate all new frequencies into every level and layer of your being, your consciousness, your body, your reality, your work, your relationships, the truth of the I Am Presence. And thanking all the angels around you, thanking the higher self guides, and we release the angels of ultraviolet fire from energy field with thanks. and know that you can call upon these beings anytime for intense cleansing and clearing and also protecting. Thanking Metatron, the Christ grid, release. Thanking Sandophon from the earth grid, crystalline earth grid and release. And thanking Uriel, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael. Release, release. Coming back to your body with your breath, with your breath grounding into your body, feeling lighter and clearer. Breathing, coming back with 
love and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Steve Noble, for that beautiful Violet Flame transmission. It is energetically a very powerful tool, and this is how we do anchor in New Earth. And, and it's fun when we do this because we can see the new opportunities ahead of us on New Earth. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so much more inspiration when you shift out of these old matrix programs and belief systems that we hold even within ourselves. So the ultraviolet yeah. fire is beautiful. When we are mindful of disconnecting from the old 3D earth grid, yeah. this really is a time for us to be super gentle with ourselves in this process, but we have to be very aware. So some tips on really what might come up for people. Um, this could be really it's the old belief systems, which I call BS, that we have uh -huh. to like move out. Right. So what happens for people then um, as they do this disconnection? Yeah. Well, if you think that we agree to come into this 3D world and we agree to kind of connect to it, uh, to understand it. So it's like going in and understanding it. But then there's a process of disconnection. It's not just disconnecting from the world, but it's connecting to a different energy in the world. And that disconnection for a lot of people creates can create a certain amount of volatility mm -hmm. in their personal lives. Also, collectively, there can be volatility going on. It can create a certain amount of chaos and confusion. But just to realize, chaos and confusion are the space that allows something new to come in as you release the old. And the old doesn't always like to be released. You know, Let's say you've got a, a dark family and, or a very kind of dense family. They wouldn't like to be released, you know. So you've got to do it gently with love and understanding, <clears throat> disconnect, using these kind of ultraviolet fire, disconnecting cords, disconnecting any vows or agreements you have with these systems. Because in families particularly, there can be vows and agreements that we have, you know. Um, even even um, even if you don't think about other lifetime vows which could affect this life, a child growing up. And I remember when I was young, I remember looking at my mother and saying, I will make you happy. You know, even at that level, that can create problems because we try and go around. And if, if for mm -hmm. example, you have a mother who refuses to be happy, you're locked in a very unhappy cycle. And that cycle can then create, you know, more stuff with women and relationships because we tend to play out our 
stuff in parents with in their relationships. So what li- links us to these things are energy cords, vows and agreements. So as we release them in the family, and it takes a bit of time to step away with love, a bit of space, you know, so some people's energy from the family is too much in our energy field. You know, I've had clients when I say to them, you know, where's your mother's energy? They say it's about seven inches from my left ear. You know, and I say, well, do you, are you happy with that? They say, no. Well, you have permission to move it back. Move it back several feet. How do you feel? Oh, I feel relaxed. It's not that you're pushing them away and not loving them, but you just don't want them so in your space because what can happen is that their energy can become entwined with the ego and these ego voices can become more malevolent, you know, more critical, more aggressive. So we need to kind of disconnect. We need to calm down our ego voices. We need to neutralize any of these vows, which is what I do with people in client sessions. Vows can come from this lifetime. Vows can come from other lifetimes. Um, if you, the kind of vows we can have are old marriage vows, old religious vows, for example. We can have vows of poverty to know God, suffering to know God, celibacy to know God. It, there's many, many vows there. We can have feudal vows. I'll follow this king to the death. Or I'll be the samurai warrior and fight to the death. You know, you don't want those kind of vows in your energy system. They can interfere. You can have, um, let's see, what other vows can you have? You can have various promises, you know, IOUs. I'll help you in this lifetime. You, you betray me here and I'll betray you there. Those kind of, you can, these kind of things can be released now. You can have, um, one set of vows, which are difficult ones, are vows with the dark. And um, a lot of light workers don't like the term the dark, but what I mean the dark is anti-light. <clears throat> and 3D systems are only maintained because there's anti-light forces that maintain the system. There's light and there's anti-light, you know, or dark, you can say. And um, uh, if you've got a lifetime where you've had experiences with the dark, you may have vows to um, that you belong with the dark, some dark group. You know, some of those dark groups have very strong rituals to bind you to them. You may feel you have to serve them. You may feel actually that you want to run from them or hide from them. You may feel that you you want to rescue them or that you want to fight them. These are all kinds of stuff that goes on in people's energy field that we have to neutralize all of those agreements. So we we basically want to say, okay, dark, we know you're there. Thank you for the lessons and step away. We don't want to fight them, hide from them, you know, belong to them or any of that stuff it just creates a lot of resistance in our energy field especially when we start waking up um so these vows have to go once we've got rid and we can start shifting our belief systems our perceptions we start hanging out with people who share our point of view go into workshops you know listen to stuff on youtube or or on the internet we start shifting our you know opening up what's possible and there's there's still a bit of old 3D going, well, is it real? And then there's all this new stuff that's going, this is amazing. You know, there's synchronicity, there's flow. You can create your reality. You can co-create your reality. You can, you know, uh, all of this stuff. And for a while, these two hang out together until you kind of work out, well, you know what? I'll let go of the old 3D and, and hang out more with the 5D. It's a process, you know. I mean, it took me a long time of listening to channels and listening to this material to really get it, go, I get it. You know, at some part, my mind couldn't quite understand it for a while. You know, I remember hearing a brilliant channel in the 1990s, a guy called Lazarus. Have you, I don't know if you heard of this channel. And this was, you know, he's not so much around now, but brilliant channel. And I, I used to listen to his material endlessly to try and get it. 
and then you know my mind really struggled with it but some part of my body really was excited going yes that's it but my mind struggled and because most of us are trained in this left brain way the mind will fight for a bit you know there will be this kind of battle between the higher self and the ego for a while or the left brain until the ego kind of surrenders and then the ego becomes a safe container for the higher self we don't destroy the ego because we need a personality to speak with each other and to you know being you know for me to share in an interesting and engaging way i need a personality but one that's kind of held in the light not one that's kind of having its own agenda if i had no ego i'd be talking in a very monotone probable way you know i wouldn't have any you know any zest or any oomph or whatever it is but the 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 path is um the, the 3d ego eventually has to surrender to the 5d to 7d 8d higher self you know actually 6d is probably more accurate 6d higher self um, and then it surrenders. It goes, OK, we trust you now. We'll surrender. We'll serve you. So then the mind becomes or the ego becomes a servant of the light. So like now I get these transmissions and I don't fight them. I don't go, no, 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 no. But I try to understand them. And then when I understand them, I'll faithfully put them out. That's the ego becomes a servant, not the master. In 3D, the ego is the master. And that's a big problem. OK, so ego becomes a servant in 5D and 6D. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings up many questions on uh, the dimensions. And I know that your training, your teachings actually with transmissions do teach us how to move into our 5D light mastery. And I love yeah. when you mentioned Lazarus because he did speak of Lemurian dreaming and mm. that many of us were Lemurian dreamers. Oh, yes, I remember Re- that. Yes. yes, and one yeah. of your courses talks about becoming this dreamer again. So yeah. um, now is a great time. Let's talk about uh, these elements of your course, moving into 5D light mastery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are being are being called to step up in their light, their frequency. They're feeling the call to step away from fear, separation consciousness, and they want to embrace a more, you could say, unity consciousness, but they really want to get on track because it's not just there's a sense of being, which is like I feel expanded, but it's not just about sitting under a tree in the local park going, I feel expanded. There's a sense of direction that comes with it. The, the soul goes, there's a mission, get on track. And so this course was really designed to... Um, with, well, there's a number of elements in mind. I'll, I'll just tell you what they are. There was a kind of foundation. Uh, the first bit of the course is a foundation. Each one has a transmission. And the opening transmission in the first week uh, is the Gaia Solar Channel. So if people are interested in really anchoring that, that's a good uh, transmission. Um, it goes, explores the whole ascension process in the foundation uh, session. The ways of light coming in, the shifting timelines of 3D to 5D, who we are as multidimensional beings, opening up to our higher self, uh, and so on. The second week is healing the ego. You know, um, the second, I say week, but it's really the session. People can take it at their own pace. When I did it, it was a kind of, um, I think it was every two or three weeks I did these um, sessions, but people do them, you know, as they wish. So healing the ego, it's the nature of the ego, exploring what is ego, what is shadow, how the ego blocks our soul light, 
problems with fixed beliefs, limiting self-image, identity, and how the ego can really become a trusted vessel to protect the light. It's very important that the ego becomes this vessel, and it's very possible, actually, for that to happen. Um, there's um, stuff around cord cutting and releasing interference, which affects the ego in that in that session. Then this, the third session is really about clearing timelines and clearing energy fields. It really looks at the many lifetimes we've had, the old karmic patterns, the old traumas, programs, vows and imprints we can carry and how, what to do about that, how to clear, I call it gunk and clutter in our energy fields. Um, this is very important. A lot of people are carrying a lot of energy that's not theirs. Practically every starseed I've met is carrying energy. Sometimes they're carrying, you know, way above 50% in their energy field is not even theirs. And we have to, it's like having a house full of other people's clutter. So it's really important. One of the first things I do in one-to-one sessions is get rid of it. You know, it's easy to get rid of. And I teach people to get rid of it. So the fourth session is expanding your divine light. It's about the multidimensional chakra system, expanding from seven to 12 centers. It also, the 3D chakra system is cones and the 5D is spheres. Um, so um, I, I, when I do one-to-one clients, I'm always opening their 5D chakras. I don't, you know, we don't bother anymore with those old cones anymore. There's d- what is de-inactivation? Uh, opening up to our starseed origins. That's the fourth session. The fifth session is connecting with unseen friends. And unseen friends is really a term I got from Lazarus. I love this idea of the unseen friends, you know. Um, this, this session explores working with guides, working with master guides, higher self, angelic forces, uh, star family, uh, all the various star beings that are helping star seeds because the star family are walking with star seeds. And when they start waking up, they start feeling this connection, not just to, to earthly guides, but to guides from Pleiades, Sirius, uh, Arcturus, uh, or higher guides from Orion. Um, Andromeda, there's lots of them really interested now in starseeds and they're an amazing resource. Um, starseeds have a healing team and an ascension team, so it's really connecting with those. Week or session six is becoming the dreamer and this is the wonderful uh, Lazarus uh, idea that I, it really stuck with me years ago that you, and I'm pretty sure I must have been a dreamer. I just really loved that whole idea. So this really explores the idea of the present moment being the point of power, how we allow a attract or create reality, how the world is our mirror, how we always are attracting or creating from one part of our consciousness. We might not be fully conscious of it, but some part of us is allowing or creating it. How to work with visions or dreams, um, and looking at this idea of the Lemurian dreamer as well and activating the dreamer. That's the sixth session. And the seventh session is high frequency living. This is how we can be in the world because, you know, I'm really, it's not just about zipping off to Lemuria or zipping off to the 12th dimension. It's being in the world with more joy, connecting to the 5D system, embracing synchronicity in everyday life, expressing those little miracles in everyday life, inviting in more joy, more love, more abundance into reality. And also really connecting, the, there's a transmission that connects us with the, a future life progression. So it's really connecting with a higher part of ourselves down the future timeline and bringing that light back into the now moment. So they're the seven sessions really of um, stepping into 5D light mastery. And really powerful and very helpful. Uh, so perfect for these times. Really mm. assisting us to 
connect with that new, those new grids and actually releasing the old earth too. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Um, well, this has been a beautiful conversation. I know that those listening are really feeling their soul, hearing their soul, feeling it, saying, indeed, get on the mission. And this connection allows us to be inspired in such a way. So we're living in a good time. Again, it's not so easy, but with these spiritual tools that we have, we can do a lot to assist and make that shift for ourselves and then others. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So as we close our conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, higher consciousness with you. This really yeah. is what we're talking about, all the transmissions and the work and activating our DNA. That is just an awareness from much higher levels of perspective. Yeah. Well, the more we open to... Um, higher dimensions or aspects of ourselves, our higher self, which is kind of um, the gatekeeper, if you like, for our earth walk. This is the part of us that's really allowing us to ascend because this is a higher aspect of ourselves, a mid-sixth dimensional aspect. And it's really the bridge between 3D and higher dimensions. It's really pulling us up and reminding us that there's higher frequencies of light that we can really um, embody in this lifetime. We're not here to escape the world. We're here to bring more light into the body. So it's more, you know, it's actually some people talk about ascension, but it's really about descension of energy into the body, into the bones, blood, organs, cells, DNA, into every layer of the light body. And when we open the channel, because there's this inner channel that exists from the core of the earth all the way up the center of our being, um, up into higher chakras, you know, there's the there's a number of chakras above our head that really connect us to our soul records and to our higher self. We have 12 that I work with uh, in total. And so all of them are upgraded to uh, spheres, 5D spheres. And there's the one, there's a a chakra above our head, which I call the eighth chakra. It's a silver white sphere of light, connects us to our lower Akashic records. There's a sphere of light beneath our feet, the ninth chakra, which is a copper colored chakra, which connects us to our bloodline, uh, which we can do healing with the bloodlines. There's another chakra above the head, several feet, called the soul star, brilliant light magenta, 10th chakra, connection to the higher Akashic. There's an 11th chakra, which I call the stellar gateway, a golden orange sun, many feet above the head. This is, this is our connection to our higher self and our multidimensional nature. And there's a 12th chakra, which is a universal chakra, connects us to our monadic self or oversoul, which holds all of our energy field in integrity. So once we open this inner channel, um, and we can bring in more light into the body. Um, imagine that channel is one inch in diameter. Imagine expanding it into several inches in diameter. We can bring more light into the body. To bring more light into the body, more consciousness, more soul light into the body, we have to upgrade a few of our systems. And the most important system to upgrade is our nervous system, because if our nervous system can hold more light, the whole body can hold more light. So we just could, even in meditation, just ask your guides and higher self, please expand the inner channel and upgrade my nervous system to accommodate more light. And uh, if you feel really like you, you get that they're really doing it for you, you can, I also ask that they upgrade the hormonal system, the immune system to hold more light in the body. And then in turn, that will help the chakra system to hold more light. 
the more light you can hold, the more able your higher self can speak to you on an ongoing basis, uh, insights, intuition, wisdom, inner knowing, um, choice points, go that way, not that way. You know, should I go out with this person? No, go out, <laughs> stay single or go out with that person. Your higher self is guiding you. So um, in a way, it may feel that that sounds like less free will, but free will is really the opportunity to to disconnect from the light. But really going up to higher frequencies when we're saying, well, we've made the choice now to connect with the light. We don't want to make any more choices that disconnect us from the light. So all our choices have to be opening up to more light. That's really the ascension or descension process, really. So when we really connect this way, um, there are all kinds of guides that can help us. There are many star guides. There are many earth guides there. For example, I, I'm, I'm sure that I've got marketing angels helping me. You know, I asked, I asked them, you know, can you just give me advice on marketing? And these guys give me advice, which is counterintuitive. But when I follow it, it seems to work. So I'm going, right, great. Uh, you guys seem to know what you're talking about. I'm going to follow you. So there are all kinds of guides, healing guides, even marketing guides, guides that help you, you know, navigate your family. There are star guides that can help you navigate um, this dimension, really open up to more of your star origins. There are, you know, we're, we're living in an amazing universe. It's not just there's one set of guides. There are many, many, many sets of guides. There are archangels from Pleiades that you can connect with, archangels from Sirius you can connect with. There are councils of star beings you can connect with, the higher council of Orion, higher council of Andromeda, that if you've got a connection with that star system, you can connect with them, and they can start really informing you about your life mission and what you're here to do. So it's endless, you know, and... The beauty of this time is that we're rolling up a lot of old karma and we're opening this planet up to a great new potential. This is the beauty of this time. And this is the great mission we're all on. And, uh, you know, and it's it, I, I just feel so honored to meet all the people that are doing this work, including yourself, Lauren. Well, it's refreshing to hear your point of view and perspective on this. Uh, it's beautiful. And right there, the more light that we can hold within our bodies, uh, the more we can talk to our higher self or be integrate, descend into the body. This light is our higher consciousness moving into the body, ascension with the physical body, moving into fifth dimension and sixth dimension. Wow. With that connection, asking, our angels and guides to inspire us. It is beautiful. It is how we create heaven on earth. So thank you for um, it, just explaining it so well. Now, um, one last question that is about the sixth dimension. What, yeah. what do you feel if we're, it would seem like these chakras that would be outside of our body would then start to become part of the physical body eventually. Uh, what does, what is that about and do you, what does 6D feel like embodied? Mm. I'm not sure I can answer that one. Okay, still stay uh, tuned. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that I'm really fully able to answer that one. But from what I understand that um sixth dimension you really are we're really in the the realm of light. We're really in the realm of um it's almost like Christ consciousness, that level. Imagine every imagine living in a world where everyone was that level of Christ consciousness, you know, with no opposition. That would probably be um kind of six dimensional for me. Um 
Yeah, I'm not sure if that answers really very well. I'm I'm still grappling with 5D consciousness. I'm not sure about 6D yet. Okay, slow down, Loren. You're going too fast. <laughs> no, it's it's cute because um, that is something that is just amazing, and I do agree with you. It is Christ consciousness, and my goodness, that world to me is New Earth. So let's yeah. hold our vision of New Earth because I can feel it, I can see it, and we are all dreaming it. So thank yeah. you. Wow. This has been beautiful, Steve Noble. What a, an inspiring, empowering quantum conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I am so thankful that you are offering this. It's, it's beautiful. It looks like uh, some wonderful experiences in that. So thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks, Lauren. Well, thank you, Steve Noble. Namaste. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.